Hey there, beautiful souls. I'm Colleen Lockoff. And I'm Meredith Lockoff. And welcome to Spiritual Sisters with Sass, the podcast where two sisters with a passion for spirituality and a touch of sass come together to explore the exciting world of self-improvement. That's right, Colleen. We embarked on this incredible journey together, diving into different self-improvement techniques, yoga practices, and a whole array of life experiences. Yeah, and through it all, we've managed to create lives that are abundant, happy and constantly evolving. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it, Meredy? You bet, sis. We've got two very different perspectives on life, but that's what makes this podcast so special. I'm all about diving in head first into life's adventures and embracing every challenge with a bit of sass. Well, Colleen here, she's got her own unique approach. Yep, that's me. And I'm all about the yoga, mindfulness, and finding my zen. And together we make the perfect balance. So whether you're looking for some wisdom, a few laughs, or just some heartfelt stories, you're in the right place. We're here to share our personal experiences and insights with you, all while exploring the wild and diverse world of self-improvement. Grab your headphones and get ready for a fantastic journey with us. Spiritual Sisters with Sass is here to uplift, inspire, and keep it real. Thanks for tuning in, lovely listeners. Let's dive in spirit and sass. Here we go. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, very interesting shit happening here with this child. Right. So do you think that you can start with like a recap? <laughs> okay, where do I start? Great question. Um, okay, so been having some issues with Brooke, my daughter, doing basically her job, even working for me. Um, if we want to go back further, we'll get into that, I'm sure, during this conversation. Um, but been having some issues with my daughter following through, being reliable, um, doing the things adults need to do in their lives. And she is 20 years old. Um, recently, we had a conversation where I told her, if things don't change, you're not going to have a job with me any longer because she was not showing up for appointments, rescheduling appointments that shouldn't have been rescheduled, things like that, because it was more convenient for her. Um, and then she ran out of gas because she wasn't prepared and missed yet another appointment. And so I fired her, which is what I said I would do. And I am setting the boundaries and now holding them because I clearly have not set them well enough in the past. And the result has not been fantastic. I mean, it's going to be fantastic, but right now it doesn't feel fantastic because the result is that my daughter basically just wants to fight. She is mad that I fired her. She's mad that now she owes me a significant amount of money and has sent me her most recent bill. And I have said, I'm not paying it. Um, because 
what, three weeks ago, she called and said, Hey, I need a hundred dollars to be able to start my job. I need a hundred dollars to get my, um, to get scrubs so I can start my job. And I said, ask your dad. And she's like, he's broke. He can't afford it. And I sat down and thought about it long and hard. And then I sent her a picture of the money she already owes me and reminded her of that. It was only 185.50 that we're talking about right now. Um, and said, the only way I'm lending you this hundred dollars is if on the Friday that you get paid, I get $285 and 50 cents. Is that understood? She said, yes, absolutely. And then that didn't happen. And then she continued to ask for my dirt bike, my truck, my me to look after her dog. Um, I said no to all basically in the end. Um, and I never got paid. And then I was just recently doing my bookkeeping for one of my companies and she has a visa card for that. And in June, I took away her fuel card because she wasn't doing all the things she needed to. And she was working at other places, making it less convenient for me to have her. So I said, okay, well, you're losing one of the benefits. I still pay for her phone, but I started removing other things. Um, and doing the books, I just recently found out that even just in the last month, she has been stealing from me. She has gone to the gas station for $10 here, $10 there, $20 here, $20 there, because she doesn't have the money on her own. And as incredibly difficult as it has been already to fire her, to find out that she's stealing from me has been even more challenging. And I set the boundary that I'm not paying her the money that she has recently billed me for because of the stealing, because she didn't pay me back the amount that she agreed to pay me back. And she recently today sent me a text message that said, welcome or good congratulations for becoming the person you hate most, AKA your mother. And in normally I want to say in any other situation, I would be triggered as shit. I would not be doing well right now. I'd be trying to find ways to be validated for the feelings I was having. But what I'm seeing is that the reason that I set these boundaries is because this behavior seems to continue because I'm being taken advantage of. But I got to tell you, it doesn't feel good. None of this feels good at all. It's right. the most uncomfortable I probably have ever been. If we go back to the day that we talked on the phone, and that was when you were upset because she had promised to pay you the money back and she hadn't. She asked to borrow a truck that we have together. She asked to borrow your dirt bike. She asked to borrow your phone. And she asked you to take care of the dog. You said, no, she still came and took the phone. Yep. She right? did. Used yep. it. Um, I was not here when she showed up and took the phone. Right. And, and when she dropped it off, she snuck in the back door and left it on the island. Didn't even acknowledge I was home. Yep. And then at that time, while we were talking, she literally texted you and said I'm leaving I need money for gas um so I'm probably just going to call you broken down on the side of the road and then you were like oh my god what can I do here and I said no, don't even talk to her she's got to figure it out right and and then there was some like I remember you being upset with her and I said like that this is this comes back to the personal responsibility piece right like yep you're upset with her for continuing a pattern the two of you have had for a long time. And that pattern is, don't worry, I'll save you yes. without you even being aware of it. So then when it was like, just don't, don't, and you said, figure it out. 
and uh, and then she messaged you broken down on the side of the road and then we had a conversation in which I was like you need to fire your kid and you were like okay maybe but she's got more more appointments later on today it's, it's really inconvenient for me if I fire her right now which is the reason I was keeping her on yep maybe I can just keep her as like an extra extra worker right yep. because it was inconvenient for you and then that piece was also like the codependence that the two of you have in which when you speak out so you know more recently diving in codependence finding out that like the reason that we co-sign other people's bullshit is it's actually very selfish because now you've learned how difficult it is to say no, how hard it is to put up a boundary and then stick to that boundary. This is why we're codependent because, because then what happens when you say no, well, now you're just like your mother. Yeah. Right. And that's like, it, this. that's not the truth. That's like the stingiest thing someone can say to you. So if I just keep co-signing your bullshit, then we're all going to be great. She'll come over and yeah. she'll love you so much. And like, everything will be great and we can continue this pattern we've had for so long but like literally telling your kid no I'm not saving you now she has the opportunity to save herself which she's not going to be comfortable with because you guys didn't make an agreement to change it all of a sudden you just were like what there's a boundary so yeah. she did she figured it out she got her friend to bring her a jerry can of gas and you told her you're fired yep and, and then, then did the appointments. Yep. And then we dug into the fact that the reason I've been saving my children, both of them, all this time is because of my own trauma with my own mother, who was never there for me, who was never the best friend that I wanted or needed, who abused us, who treated us badly, who we would have an opinion or have a thing to say, and we would start a fight. And then our house blew up and we'd get the shit kicked out of us. And then we'd go in our rooms and be quiet and be mad. But the only way for that to go away was for one of us to go fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And so my pattern was, I don't want my children to go through what I went through. But in fact, the reason I am the awesome person that I am is because of all the suffering that I have gone through. And preventing my children from experiencing that, my daughter is the opposite of what I would have wanted or expected or tried to put into her when I was raising her. Instead, I showed her that no matter what, I've got your back, which is great. Except there's times we have to stop, like when our kids are drug addicts, when our kids are doing the things like this, like stealing from you, lying to you, being dishonest constantly, starting drama between their father and I that are not together. This is some uncomfortable shit. And setting the boundary and then holding that boundary has been super uncomfortable until today. But there was a piece where I needed to, I had, I had a whole conversation with my son about his dad taught him everything he knew. And I was like, wait a second, your dad didn't even really come into your life until you were 12. You moved in with him at 14. And that comes back to some of the stuff that we're always going to be talking about, which is your trauma starts between zero and six, and you cannot articulate the feelings that come from that. You cannot, you don't have the communication, the understanding, you don't under anything. You found ways to survive. And then when you hit say grade, grade eight, seven, eight, 
suddenly you're in high school and bullies start. These people start to abuse you. And now you go, oh, I remember the first time, but you don't remember the first time. You remember the first time that you were able to articulate how that felt. And really what that was doing was bringing up your shit from before. It was bringing up the trauma you had as a child. So we, my son and I had that conversation about the fact that like you were with me for the first 12 years of your life. And I basically, what I'm seeing is they lived, they learned what they lived. I was very honest. I was, I did a lot of things. I didn't have a filter. I worked hard. You know, I see those things. However, when my daughter started to struggle with her dad, I went to bat with her and said, you know what? I'm going to prevent you from this trauma with your dad. You don't need to go see him anymore. And I think that was probably the start, one of the biggest starts of me protecting her that really didn't protect her. She needed to experience that trauma with him in order to see what she really had with us. And that's what Caden I see is having. He is, he's doing really great. He has things that when we had this conversation, he actually said to me, dad taught me all the things I don't want to do. He taught me a lot of things that I do want to do. And he taught me how to be a man but he taught me things I don't want to do. I don't want to fail. I don't want to go bankrupt. I don't want to manipulate people. And when he caught himself and we would have those conversations where I'd say, why are you manipulating me? And he was able to come to enough of an awareness that he said, wow, I don't want to be like that at all. He changed the behavior, but he didn't learn an awareness from that home. He learned an awareness from this home because when I fucked up, I would say to them, I'm sorry. This is my own trauma surfacing and this is me making a mistake. And I apologize for that. Well, on that note, because before we got on the call, you sent me some texts between you and Brooke. And I I know that, okay, so this is like, this is the joy of learning different patterns because what's happened is you've had a pattern for like your entire life with your children, each one specific to each child. And the one with Brooke is around like the bailing out, which it actually is like, we've discovered through our talking that it's like with both kids, just like it's different. Right. So this is the bailing out. And now is the, the lack of bailing out the, it's it's literally if you think about it it's like you know what here's your responsibility that I've been holding on to you for so long I'm going to give it to you now and allow you the space are are you open to look at like because this is what I think it's like okay now you're doing this thing that you've never done before so you don't know how to navigate it it's just like you're going to try it's like throwing shit at the wall and then kind of seeing what sticks, right? I know when yeah. I was learning boundaries, and I still am always, that um, sometimes I would just come in hot, right? Like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to put up a boundary, but I'm going to lose my shit everywhere. Like, this boundary is going to be like impenetrable, and you're wrong. <laughs> and if you don't do this thing, I'm going to kill you, or like whatever it is that I'm projecting out there. And so I've I've looked at, at these messages in here and I'm just going to open them up again and are you down to like yes to break this down as a coach like not and this is where the different opinion piece comes in right yeah okay so this is is the fun part guys yes yes okay so in here it says 
you know, you, you talked about some things and then you said some things about like, because you and Ron are also talking. So Ron's your daughter's dad and you're talking about like the frustrations between your children and, you know, there's information back and forth, which has always been dicey between the two of you, you know, like, so there's that the 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 last the last one I want to or the one I want to figure focus on is the last sentence and this is where I think we can do a little bit about like what boundaries look like and staying in alignment because it says I'm incredibly disappointed in you and the book that I'm reading right now is uh, how to win friends and influence people um I thought you were so much more. I taught, I thought you respected me more. I know I taught you better. I'm done helping you. So I'm done helping you. Cool. I think that this is it. Like for this moment, I'm done helping you. Yeah. Until you're helping yourself. If you and I got into a fight and I came at you immediately, like I'm incredibly disappointed in you. How do you think that that would feel? I'd be disappointed in myself. Right. It would make me look at myself. Okay. But you'd be mean to yourself. Yeah. Right? There wouldn't be an initial reaction of like, I did the best that I could. Because the truth is you did the best that you could. Regardless of what you did, you did the best that you could. Okay. And then the next piece is like, I thought you were so much more. I feel like I am having trouble in this moment putting it on me because I feel like everything I said to her is true for me because I have taught her better than this led by example. Okay. This is great because, but, but what we're talking about is the fact that the both of you have co-signed each other's bullshit for so long. You've actually taught her to be, to be this way. Okay. You're not wrong. Right? So then I taught you better is like, it's actually a false statement. Yeah. Right. You're right. Because you're right. I taught her how to treat me. And the the, the text messages that I'm sure you're going to get into that she responded with is exactly why I'm setting these boundaries. Right. Because I am tired of having people take advantage of my kindness Yes. What I've realized is that that ownership in this is I have taught these people how to treat me. I have set these where I do exactly what I did as a child. And I did not see this until we had this recent conversation that I get mad at you. And I tell you, I'm tired of you doing this to me. And now I'm going to walk away until you get your shit together. And when I walk away, you don't come after me. And okay, our life is probably going to be chaos as a child. So I better come fix this. And then everything will just be okay until you do it again. And then I'm going to freak out again and do the exact same thing I just did, which is walk away till you get your shit together, except you're not going to get your shit together. And I'm going to come back and fix the problem. Yeah. So these are new boundaries and I am disappointed in all of the actions that I've seen. However, you're not wrong. I have put this out there to allow her to keep behaving like this. And there's, there's this piece. So like the idea is what you see, like your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So what you're seeing in others is, is really just a reflection of what you see in yourself. So the fact that you're disappointed in her, yet you're the one that taught her this 
means that you're actually disappointed within yourself and didn't need to say those words to her because now as her mother you're you're literally like you're saying I thought you were more which means she's not enough right if you if you have her back okay there's a difference between having someone's back and then enabling yeah you can have your do you love your daughter of course I do do you love her very much that's fine do you love your daughter unconditionally I do I want to I do I like I said I don't like her right now though I do not like her behaviors I don't like the person she's acting out as and it's not just with me it's everywhere and again I do see how I enabled that how I encouraged it even in in unconscious ways we didn't, I didn't go into this thinking, you know what, this is exactly how we're going to do this. And I can't wait for the outcome to be that you fuck me over in the end. Yeah. That was not the conscious choice. The conscious choice was I had no relationship with my mother and I'm going to make sure we have a good one. No, that's not what happened at all. That's not the result of what we have right now. Within like codependency clearing is like to keep the your own side of the street clean those are the exact words used and what that means is like all those words that you said to her are more meant for you and they're not kind you can't even say that to yourself because there's that inner child that imagine like she's coming up now and you're just like I'm so disappointed in you I thought you were so much more I taught you better than that I mean, even saying those things about myself, we're not wrong. They, they are I'm, wrong. Those are, no, I mean, those are feelings that I'm, I'm having. I right. feel like I'm disappointed in myself for allowing her to do this. I'm disappointed in myself for teaching her this. I'm disappointed in myself for in, not, well, I guess encouraging it. I'm disappointed in myself for not seeing it when she's shown me multiple times that she lies to me that she doesn't respect me, mm-hmm. that I keep going back to that. So I am disappointed in myself. And that's, that's, I think that's a pattern. That's a pattern we've been taught. It, you're beating yourself up when you're disappointed in yourself. Yeah. So you also essentially. Because I could have done better, but how could I have done better if I didn't have the skills? Because I don't, I'm learning these skills as I'm going through this process. Because you're unlearning other things. Because, you know, like you were taught how to put on your pants. You're not present to the day, but you weren't even present to the day. If I say, do you remember the day you learned to put your pants on? Do you? No. No. Okay. Because it's not just like one day mom or dad came up and said, hey, this is how you put your pants on. No, they put their, your pants on you as a baby and then they put their own pants on. And at some point you even watched them put their pants on and the whole time you were present, to them putting your pants on so they would you know get you to put one leg in when you were able to start doing it autonomously and then at one point you put your own pants on you were taught it was years of training right but there's no like oh this is the day that it happened and this is what I learned in fact if I ask you how do you put your pants on do you even know which leg you start with so you don't even know I mean I know yes and I, I see that. And like I said, in, in this, this was me trying to undo 
my own childhood and create a new outcome not a fan of the outcome but can I just (laughs) say like at the moment you're disappointed in yourself but Meredy I'm like incredibly like impressed with you that you're at this space right now to be able to have boundaries, to be able to be open, to look at different things. And then up until now, like you don't know what you don't know. Yep. So you've been doing what you know. You've been putting your pants on every day. That's it. There's no more emotions to it. You've just been doing what you were taught that you're not even aware that you were taught. And same with Brooke. So now by putting blame on anybody, It's just taking everybody down. Brooke, I love you and I can't talk to you right now. And that's it. It's just like if 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 we make agreements that I'm paying you and you show up, then I need those things to happen. And if you don't show up, then I'm not, you don't have a job with me anymore. That's it. There's nothing more to it. There's no I'm disappointed. There's no this, there's no that, there's no to you. It's way easier to be able to say there's nothing more to it when all of our emotions are so tied to it though. And that's the piece of, I am the more emotional person in this and she's the more coached, like logical. Now that being said, we coach each other and there's pieces where she doesn't have any emotion to something and we need to pull some emotion in. Are you talking about me or Brooke? Both. Okay. (laughs) Um, and this is where I'm learning to this, these boundaries, like a catalyst to this, these boundaries coming in is that I've been working on loving myself. And now I'm starting to love myself enough to hold these boundaries because I know what I want and what I don't want. And that word used to come out as I know what I deserve and what I don't deserve. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case because it's, I know what I want and what I don't want what we deserve doesn't even come into play. The universe gives you what you can handle. It's not about deserving bad behavior. It's not about deserving being treated badly. It's about I've allowed certain things and now I'm learning how to allow different things. I love myself enough now to say, okay, I think I'm done with people treating me in a certain way. I've fired clients recently. I've set very strong boundaries with my son and written agreements. My daughter is along those paths. Same with an ex-boyfriend I have. We have been broken up for four years, but we've been great friends. We have dogs that typically we have together. All these things. These are four of the most important people in my life. And I have just set some seriously hard boundaries with every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And nobody is, not many of them is happy with me. The only one that is okay with it is Caden. And you were here. He wasn't okay with it at times. We even had a fight when she was here and... He called me a psycho and call Auntie Dad. She'll tell you she's being a psycho. And yet we were able to work through that. Of course, Lynn came downstairs and was like, hey, so I don't agree with what's happening on either side right now. Don't call her a psycho because that's not fair. And it, what's going on? I thought we set boundaries here. Are you following through on the boundaries? And then I said something about always. And she's like, well, stop. Because always isn't a word that we can use here. I'm feeling like. And we also got into when I said something about, well, he makes me feel. And she said, no, nobody makes you feel anything. So these are things you guys are going to learn in this podcast is because of this, because of these experiences that we have. These are the conversations you guys are going to get. You want to go, you want to keep going? Yeah, let's dig into those. Okay. There's some, some nasty stuff in there that I definitely am into talking about. So then 
So then your daughter then replies to like to some other things that are going on, which I don't think we need to bring in. And she says, I think it's best if we stop talking uh, and have a little break. She says she's going to pay you. And then she says, I need you to pay me. I really need to go get my dog some food. So she doesn't have any money. And now, you know, she needs that. So your response is like, nope, you better figure it out. And I've paid you every time with your promises to pay me back. And um, I'm going to take it off your bill. So there's a couple things here. And then she responds, and you're going to make my dog starve. So taking any personal responsibility for where she is in her life right now, because where did any of her money go? Um, including, you know, the borrowing and things like that. And then your response is no man, you are, this has nothing to do with me, which I a hundred percent agree. Like you've put in the boundary. You're not taking any responsibility for her actions, which is 100%. Here is one thing again, that I'm going to challenge you on to like, think about this for a minute. Once we put in boundaries and I did this, I like put in boundaries and I have a boundary with a consequence. And what I've learned through setting my own boundaries and setting boundary or like supporting clients and setting their boundaries is that like, sometimes those consequences can be like, do this or I'll dump you, you know, or like do yeah. this or I'll never talk to you again. So I want to challenge you on the fact that like, here's two different things. You lent your daughter money and said, I won't lend you money again if you don't pay me back on this time. And then you've made it clear within all the conversations that we haven't even brought up, like you still want her to pay you back your money. And now she's asking to be paid for services rendered. That were overbilled as well. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Yes. Yes. So there's an agreement. You do this. I pay this. She did this. She did. So to then be like, no, I'm just going to take it off your bill. So you're not sticking to your end of the agreement. I, I am a hundred percent on that one. And I've done a lot of thinking about this before I even said that. And the reason for that is because where has she stuck to her end of the agreement? Okay. She told me she would pay me by a certain date and that she would pay back in full because I had to lend her money to be able to start her job, which I had already said at that point, I'm not lending you any more money. And the only reason I did is because this was her job. And I don't want to inhibit my children from, and we'll get into that as well, inhibit my children from growing in this world. And so in that moment, we made another agreement about that payment. And that payment never came. I did give her more work. That being said, this was before the whole payment and lending mm-hmm. thing. I did give her more work. She was working for me doing the laser quit stuff. And after a lot of thought, I know that if I give her that money, I'm not going to see the money. Okay. So back on her agreement. This is the, the, okay. So this is the piece is like what I'm hearing you say. So there's a couple things. First and foremost, if you give her the money that you owe her, you're not giving it to her, you're paying her. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so what you, your immediate response or like argument or comeback of it was like I said you're not keeping your agreement you're like well she hasn't been keeping hers so now you're out of alignment and you're saying you're out of alignment because she's out of alignment so you're being out of integrity and then you're blaming it on her 
if she's hired for a job and she does the job and she deserves a paycheck or and she and the agreement is she gets paid for that work the lending of money i think personally and i think anybody that's listening to this should give like their opinion on yes. you know would you pay would you not pay for me integrity is like so important and i know that i can manipulate integrity through my lens and then you as well so for me i would still pay her because see, for me this took a lot of thought and i did go through this a lot and in and and though in in most situations i would agree agree with you it would be out of alignment and i would never do this to, to someone that was not my child i would never not pay a person ever, regardless of how much they owe me, regardless of all of that. I would just not do that. Um, this feels like a lesson for her. And yep, I know I'm excited for you to dig into that, but I feel like this time you have abused my kindness more than enough. And now I'm not doing this. She not only has abused my kindness in the lending of money and all these things, but she's using my office at her goodwill to do lashes and make money. But never once have I seen a penny for that. Never once have I seen a penny for the money she owes me. None of the things. And though it isn't in alignment with how I typically operate, I feel like this lesson and this consequence is one that she needs because if I were just to continue to pay her, guess who's just going to continue to abuse my kindness? I feel like it doesn't align with what I'm telling her anyways. I'm saying I'm done doing things for you. I'm done being kind. I'm done going out of my way. I went out of my way because she needed much. She said she needed money. I went out of my way to give her work when I have people who can do this work. So I went out of my way for her to overbill me because when I spoke to her, she told me that it didn't take as long as it, she then billed me for. Um, and because she's not in alignment, yeah, I felt like there needs to be a consequence for her not being in alignment. I feel now while we're having this conversation that I feel that that little bit of align out of alignment that I am, but not strong enough to make me change my opinion on this. Okay. And I know I'm not taking responsibility for her not feeding her dog because she should figure out how to feed her dog. I mean, a hundred percent that's on her, like 100%. There's no argument there. As well as that's conversations we had when we discussed her taking the dog. Do you know that you're going to have to have her on this kind of food in order for her to be the healthiest? Do you know that it's going to cost you this much money per month for you to feed her this food? Do you understand the reality of what you're taking on? This isn't just a give it up in six months thing. This is you're committed to her for 10 years. And being that you're only 20, that's half of your life. Do you realize how big of a deal this is? So there's a couple pieces here is like, yeah, that's awesome. Glad you had that conversation. And you were having a conversation with someone who's learned codependence with you. So yeah, of course she's like, yeah, of course I know because you're going to fucking take care of the dog, mom. Like, yeah. so, you know, there's that. And now you're like, no, right? So there's that piece. And never when I bring this up, do I use it as like a comparison. And I'm always afraid that like, because I talk to mom and you don't talk to mom, that mom is going to find out about this and then listen to these. And <laughs> and and that, it, it just is what it is. I mean, it's the reality because it's a really big part of our, our lives, our bonding, the, who we are. So I was home or I was back in Canada in July, 2021. 
I think it was right and so I went back I was on quarantine I was like in on her property for some time and she came and she was talking to me one day and she was getting her house built and she said that there was an electrician I think or maybe a construction worker and this person had come and she wanted them to come at this time they said they would do this thing they didn't do it she called came after them the guy then showed up and did it and then billed her and she told me and I'm not gonna pay it not now anyways I'll pay it in a few months or something. I'm going to teach him a lesson. And you and I have had this conversation actually about my youngest daughter, because the two of you used to butt heads. I remember I said to her, like I said to my daughter, Sari, (laughs) someone's going to punch you in the face if you keep talking to people like this. Right. And then at some point, I think you kind of like took it on, like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I said to you in Chipotle that day, I was like, who, who are you to teach her that lesson? Like, I know you're trying to not save her. Not that I was going to punch her, no. but that I was going to teach her how to treat people with respect. Right. And, and I said, who are you to do that? Like, like let, let somebody punch her in the face. That's what yep. I'm doing. <laughs> yep. We could also talk about my mothering. I'm not sitting here from a place of I'm perfect ever. No, we're talking about mine right now. We can so, talk about other things later. Right. So that idea of like teaching a lesson, the question is like, okay, so you taught her already how to respond and behave. And now all of a sudden you're just like pulling it out and then you're fucking blaming her for not being enough. And then you're like, and now I'm going to fucking teach you. And that's not up to you anymore. If you were putting up a boundary, the boundary is no longer, that is no excuse for you to be out of alignment or out of integrity in any single way. You could go through her bill and down it a little bit. That's fine. But your agreement, which you, I believe, need to stick to is you do this and I pay you this. So she did this and now you need to pay her that because that's the like, I've always got your back. You did this thing. The borrowing of money is separate from the job. You said if it was anybody else, I would pay them. I also wouldn't have lent anyone else money. Well, that's not true. Oh, okay. So let's go back a little bit further because I'll show you where this is coming from for me as well is I don't know how many months ago she started working for me in March because at tax season, we get really busy. And so she started answering phones and doing all these things and basically working for me almost full time. And in that time between March and now, um, there was multiple times where she borrowed money and then I would pay her and when, and she would be like, just lend me this money. And as soon as you pay me, I'll pay you back. And then she would double bill me over bill me and be billing me for laser quit and for the bookkeeping company. And so then I would call her on it and be like, you can't bill me 10 till four when you also did two laser treatments in that day that take an hour. So that's an hour off of this bill, yada, yada, yada. At those times I was paying her and then there was, it was far more recent. I want to say since June, when things started to kind of fall apart, that I said, when I give you your money, you should be paying me back, correct? And she was like, yeah. Well, she overbilled me. And because my two companies are completely separate companies, I had to pay the full laser quit bill. And I had already paid the TNM book, TNM bill. So she was supposed to be paying me back from the TNM bill even when I paid her the laser quit. And that was actually her agreement with me. And it was never paid. 
I know that this is exactly the same thing as, as going on there. And yes, I may have agreed to not even agreed to it, but set us, set it up differently. Then now I feel like, yes, it is also a lesson of like, yeah, you're right. I'm saying this is your lesson to learn. Don't fuck me over. I'm your mom. This is not okay. And within that, I don't, like I said, I feel a little bit of the out of alignment because with anyone else, I wouldn't be doing that. But I also know, especially if you continue to read the messages that I don't, there's no, no money coming back to me at any point. If I pay this out, I won't You're, be seeing. See, you don't know that though. See, I, I appreciate you. If you don't, my reasoning, if you don't pay her, you're not going to see any of your money. If you do pay her, you stay in alignment, which is keeping your own side of the street clean. Oh. And it might take her some time, but in this moment is the opportunity to be like, listen, this message, like reply to your own message. I'd, I am sorry. I said these things to you. It's not true. They're a reflection of me. I love you so much. And we aren't going to talk for some time. Right, here's, fuck her. here's your pay. And that's it. Okay. So here's my concern about that is read the last message. Okay. So let's look at the last message. If the last message then makes it, if I do pay this. See it. She will think that she has succeeded in what she tried to do in the last message. Okay. I love that you're doing this because here's, here's where things we as human, I think fuck up because I just had like a thing with Rafa not too long ago. And one of the things that I recognize is like, holy shit. Like also I have spent a lot of time looking at conscious communication and guidelines and one of the things that I refuse to accept within communication is someone telling me what I will do or what they think I'm thinking. And what you just said is what Brooke's going to do and what she's thinking. And that's not okay because you don't know. What you're doing is offering your daughter an opportunity to elevate and she might not do it when you want her to, but eventually she's going to think about this. And when you stay in integrity you're here just like this then it's up to her to come into integrity and if she doesn't that's okay she doesn't have to but by not paying her and being out of integrity it allows this to continue even more so let me read what she did say so we can just like throw it out there you she said I worked those and now you aren't going to pay me and I, I mean that's true you can't argue with that conversation okay. Can you take this off your bill and then just pay me so I can go and get dog food at least? Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Literally, I, I don't, I don't so care I about anything else. I just want to feed my dog. So now she's appeasing to you like a little bit more of the victim story. I just want to feed my dog. And like, who knows? Who cares? It's not your fucking business what she wants to do with the money that you owe her, regardless of what she owes you. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Because there was no response. And like you said, you're having a shower. Okay, that's fine. I'll figure it out. Congratulations on becoming the person you hate the most, aka your mom. We no longer have a relationship. This evening, I will blah, 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 do all these things, keep pushing everyone away in your life, and you're going to have no one. You understand what's happening here is a trauma response. And you can't talk to somebody logically when they're in a trauma response. She's been cut off, and she doesn't know what to do. 
you're her mom and you've taken care of her and enabled her for so long. And now all of a sudden you're just like, nope. And then on top of it, punishing her, which is conditional with love. Punishing her. You're punishing her. You're teaching her? her a lesson. I don't see this as punishing her with love. No, it's not with love. So it's I'm not, punishing. I'm not, I'm not taking love away from her by not paying her. I'm with that. She always has to have the last word. And she, so I've left it at that as well. She's had the last word. There you go. You get the last word. Um, when I own shit in this relationship, there is like no, there's no owning on her own side. It it's doesn't matter though. Fault. It doesn't it, matter though. Now I'm going to get all coachy with the, like the cutoff and stuff like that, but let's just keep going. Cause you're doing so good. And I appreciate you like being open to it. Are you open to this? Yeah, of course. Okay. I just, I'm not sure I'm open to going <laughs> back into alignment. Yeah. Because of the last message, I, I'm really struggling with being willing to say it's not true, whether it's not true or not. And mm -hmm. mom's unconditional or conditional love is. Hmm. You're doing what you were taught, Nerdy, which is hold back. And Which is what I know. we all really are taught because when we hold back, you can't hurt me anymore, except that's not the truth because it still hurts. Right. And I'm going to hurt you because that's what you're doing. You're hurting her. If you love her unconditionally, you love her and this is okay. And you're going to keep to your agreement and you're just going to love her so much knowing she can do this and she can figure this out and she will come back to you. Because she's a good fucking kid. Because you did teach her to be amazing. You also taught her to hate herself. Because you hated yourself. So she's now, I mean, you were fucking 20. You weren't doing this work. No. You've already taught her so much about this work. So you can love her through this. And I know that your money isn't love. And what you've said in this is like your kindness, your kindness, your kindness, your kindness has been bailing her out financially. So it bailing is love here everywhere, not just financially, right. but yeah. So when you hold back the finances, you're holding back love. You have to kind of like be open to see it from the different perspectives. And then that will really put like a, a stab in your relationship because then you pulled yourself out of alignment because she's out of alignment, but you've literally taught her to be out of alignment. And my ego is saying, well, fuck, fuck yeah, her yeah. because yeah. she fucking stole from me. Ha fuck she's yeah. She hundreds of dollars from me on my visa that she shouldn't have been spending on. She stole fucking gas from a gas card after I told her not to do it. Not once has she acknowledged that in any of this shit, which is the way this whole conversation started was, wow, you just continued to move through this without even acknowledging that you've been stealing from me. Right. 
And so and part of not acknowledging that is then we can just kind of move past it like we always have. But that's one of the biggest problems that I have with this relationship is the fact that she doesn't acknowledge or own her shit. It's always someone else's fault. Always just throwing that in there. See, there it is, guys. <laughs> but I'm going to say 99% of the time, it is someone else's fault in her Fair. opinion. Fair. Oh, this shit's hard, you guys. It's not fun. Because <laughs> see, now my higher self mm-hmm. is saying, just fucking pay her. Yeah. Do what your sister said, because that's what aligns with me. Mm-hmm. But that's also fuck you you've been stealing from me and do you know how much that hurts me yeah do you know how much it hurts that you disrespect me this way that you don't care enough about me can we okay so you're 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 saying things and those aren't true what's happening if we look at it right now is that now that we've pulled down your guard and we've looked at like bringing you back into alignment what happens immediately is the release of emotions which is what you're able to avoid by just like blaming her and like not paying her and stuff it keeps you in the anger and the back and the forth but what really wants to happen is the release of emotions because you love your daughter and you're hurt hurt. yeah so own your shit hurt to get angry and and she came at you because she was in a trauma response. So this piece of like being the 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 like the witness is just recognizing that what she said in that last text is clearly to try to like hurt you because yeah. she's hurt. It's the exact same. You guys are doing the same fucking thing. And then mad at each other for it. It's amazing. So this like impartial witness can see like, oh, that's what happened. So I'm not going to be mad at her for that. I'm going to love her still because she she hurts and I'm going to pay her and I'm going to own that I just said really shitty things to her that I didn't need to say. And that's it. And now I'm going to say when you are ready, I'm here we will definitely be having some agreements before we work on our relationship or our working on our relationship means that we have to come to some agreements. There's like such a contradiction in my head right now of my ego being like, she's going to think she won. You know what? Let her. Yeah. Let her think she won. Because the person who's winning is me by staying in alignment with what's true to me. And like, also, why do we have this? Like, this is the piece of the ego is like winning and losing. Nobody's winning. It's kind of like both are losing, but also like nobody's losing. It's just like, this is what it looks like to set boundaries. And then we get stuck in like, I'll never talk to my kid again. She just told me we don't have a relationship. None of that is true come on a year two years three weeks you don't fucking know well and not just that but I've already already come to the conclusion that like the reason I don't talk to my mom is because of the horrific things she's done to me it wasn't because I took like it wasn't because I took money from her and stole from her and did these things to her that being said I did take money from my mom (laughs) I did um, I borrowed money off of my mom for to start my business and things like that. Um, also, there was a place where I was out of alignment and she took me to court. 
She took me to court completely out of alignment, tried to charge me double what I owed. I ended up writing, right, sending an e-transfer saying, you know what, I'm fucking over this. All I want is you out of my life. So have your money, all the money that you think I owe you, even though it's not true, I don't even care because if it costs me this much money to get rid of you, then great. I have not done these horrific things to my children. I have not tried to take her kids. I have not stolen from her. I have not talked horrifically about her. I have not done any of the things that she did to me. I did very aligned things for the most part with this kid. And if you're going to choose to walk away from me forever because of that, that's your choice. You're the one who's going to miss out on having an awesome mom. Cause I was a pretty fucking good mom, especially from where we came from. And then chances are, that's just not going to happen. I mean, and I agree with that. Yeah. That was my own childhood trauma coming up of me yeah. not speaking to my mom yeah. and knowing that not speaking to her has affected even me in so many ways. Like who wants to not have a mom? That wasn't a choice that I wanted to make. It was a choice. I didn't feel I had any other choice in. It was, I could be hurting all the time or I can move on with my life and be hurting all the time. The difference with Lynn and I is that she's just accepted that my mom is this way. I can't, I cannot accept that this is how she wants to behave and that this is how she's treated me and that these are the things she's done to me. So I've chosen for myself to walk away from that. So yeah, even if that was the case with her and her mom or Brooke deciding that she doesn't want to have anything to do with me moving forward because I set up boundaries, mom didn't set boundaries. She beat the shit out of us. So there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. Right. And isn't, and there it is right there. Like, you know, I remember one situation and I've brought this up to you before in which, you know, there weren't boundaries. So we're all, we're, we're working in the yard and she says, um, and we start fighting and she says, the next person that makes a fucking noise, I'm going to punch in the face. And I mean, she says shit like that all the time. And then someone would say something and she would like laugh. Like there was yeah. not that follow through. And you, I, she farted Did. and you laughed and she turned around and punched you in the face. Literally without anything, just turned around from bent over yes. and punched right Boom. square in the face, right in, right there. And we're just like, what the fuck? So what we've also learned is like, and and this this is by no, like, it, like I said, it's never comparison, but it's where we came from. So this is like what happened to Brooke. It's like, listen, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay, here you go. I'm not doing this anymore. Cause you even said that you're like, I lent her money. I told her I'm never leaning it again, but I'm going to make an agreement. And then I'll lend it to send more to you because, and if not, I got like, blah, 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 because I don't want to be the reason that you're not doing it. So I'll lend you more. But now you didn't pay me back. Boom. I'm not going to pay you. I'm not going to this. You're a disappointment. You're, we've been taught that. So while you're not punching your kid in the face, it's still like they're very subtly in the way that we put on our pants. Someone behaves this way. This is my response. I told you the next person that makes a noise, I'm going to punch in the face. So when you actually punch them in the face, it's a little bit like, wait, though. You said that 20 times before and never punched anybody in the face. What the fuck, right? So you have to also look at like, I mean, you were literally warned. 
the next person to make a noise gets a punch in the face and and then i mean technically she should have punched herself he was the one in who the made face. the noise <laughs> yeah. he made the noise man <laughs> probably also why i laughed because she was the one who made the next yes. noise but then i giggled and got a punch in the face yeah so it's like it's exactly the same situation it's just not is it same story different narration is the way that i say it yeah we've just been taught to behave this way we've been taught to put our pants on we've been taught like if someone does this then we do this and if we're not present 100 percent conscious to everything that we're doing then we're just going to go back to our default the way that we're wired which we can rewire this is where a lot of people get lost it's like this is just the way that i am well bullshit yeah. cool yeah wow <sighs> I think that's good. I think that's our, like, we stop here. So conclusion is you're, you're feeling like you're going to do those things and then just give yeah, her space. I'm do what's in alignment with me and yeah. we'll see what happens. Sweet. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. Thank you for joining us on this spirited journey today. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of self-improvement with us. Two sisters who found their own unique paths. Remember, life is a tapestry of experiences and it's how we embrace them that makes all the difference. So whether you're on your yoga mat, exploring mindfulness, or simply navigating life's twists and turns, always keep that spirit and sass alive. We are Kalin and Nerdy Lockoff, and we're here to remind you that happiness and abundance are within reach. Stay connected with us on social media and keep those questions and stories coming. We love hearing from you. Until next time, beautiful souls, keep doing the work, keep sharing your experiences, and keep living a life that's authentically you. And never forget to add a little extra sass to your day. Spirit and sass, always. Oh.